WUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Taylor Burnett. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week, a Nelsonville group serves up more than dinners, and the city of Athens will spend $500,000 on an understreet tunnel. These stories and more, right here on The Outlet. Construction crews are putting the finishing touches on two new state-of-the-art facilities for Athens City Schools. Dylan Tyson reports the buildings will open their doors to students from pre-K to third grade next week. Superintendent Tom Gibbs says students are in for a treat at the new Morrison Gordon and East Elementary Schools. There's just so much great stuff about the building. So our students are going to have more space, better air quality, better light quality. You know, for some of our kids, it's just going to be a completely different educational experience. The project began as just that, an opportunity to bring these buildings up to par with modern standards. The renovations also offer security improvements, outdoor learning spaces, and millions of dollars in digital learning technology. But with all new buildings, the district saw an opportunity for innovation. Gibbs said that among the core design principles was accessibility. It has a separate sound system like all the other rooms, and you'll see the speakers and ceiling for it. That's a, uh, a lanyard mic, and those are for so that students can uh, hear the articulation better. Uh, there's evidence that that increases uh, student understanding, especially for early learners. It doesn't stop there. Gender-neutral restrooms can be found in each hallway. Small breakout rooms feature lighting designed specifically for students with sensory disability. And both buildings are entirely disability-friendly, with ramps and elevators in every hall. We're really hoping that we'll have an opportunity to, to, to expand that and provide uh, greater equity in that regard as well. In fact, equity is the one word that Gibbs says define the district's plans for these schools. They both have the same academic and, uh, and core program spaces, and those spaces look very similar inside. The district is working to address long-held criticisms that Athens children receive unequal education based on the neighborhood they grew up in and the building they attend. But it's not just the buildings being addressed. Gibbs has also redrawn the boundaries that determine which students attend which schools. When I drew the lines, I literally looked at free and reduced lunch rates and drew the lines in such a way that right now, each building has a lower than 40% free and reduced lunch rate. His goal is to ensure that both buildings maintain a diverse student body. And there's research evidence that would demonstrate that all students will actually perform better over time in an environment of that nature. Dylan Tyson reporting for The Outlet. The Plain Scene Immediate is currently undergoing a similar $12 million renovation and should be ready by 2022. While elementary students settle into their new homes, Families are left on edge about the fate of beloved historical buildings. The Athens Early Learning Center, previously Chansey Elementary, will become an office building for district administration. As for West Elementary, Superintendent Tom Gibbs says the building's days are numbered. Uh, the plan right now is, uh, is uh, to demolish the, the building and to clean the property up. Uh, of course, if, you know, if a community organization comes forward who has the, the funds to uh, do something productive with the existing building, I'm sure the Board of Education would consider that. Students in grades 4 and 5 are utilizing West Elementary for one last school year until the Plains Intermediate completes its renovations. After unexpectedly having to move last month, the community dinner in Nelsonville opened in a new space last Thursday night. Teo Peck Suzuki describes an organization's work in bringing those in community together to feed those in need. Dottie Frommel first had the idea for the community dinner when she was working at The Hive, a childcare center in Nelsonville. She met many children who ate dinner alone each night and felt they needed more human contact. So she and her close friend Lori Crook started organizing meals every Thursday. From there, 
It grew beyond what either could have expected. Suddenly we had mothers and fathers and grandparents and aunts and uncles joining us for dinner, and then the children were inviting their neighbors, and soon it was a community dinner. The dinner boasts values such as radical kindness and radical compassion. It even publishes a newsletter called Radical Times. Frommel says they use the word radical in its traditional meaning to denote the root of something. Residents say the organization meets an important need in the community and is part of a larger trend in the town. Nelsonville is definitely on the rise. We've got a lot of really good things uh, happening for us. We've got a lot of new businesses coming in. That's Bill LaRue, the general manager of LaRue Properties in Nelsonville. When the community dinner was unexpectedly asked to leave by its previous landlord, LaRue stepped in to offer them a new place. At Thursday's dinner, roughly 30 residents gathered around Frommel and a handful of other speakers for a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Then the group headed across the street, where a barbecue and several tables had been set up with hamburgers, chips and salsa, pasta salad, and fruit. A group of volunteers lined up to help plate. Amanda Decker is a lifelong resident whose children encouraged her to attend. Today, she's a fixture. Well, I tried to kind of just stay at home, but you know, when I was welcomed with open arms, you saw me get out more and I was a lot happier. Fromal hopes to eventually turn the dinner building into a pay-what-you-wish restaurant. She says Nelsonville has already given her more than she can repay. Through the community, she connected with a doctor who restored her failing eyesight. I could spend the rest of my life like trying to do good and not repay that gift. For The Outlet, I'm Teo Peck Suzuki in Nelsonville. The city of Athens will spend a half million dollars to replace a tunnel under a busy street. Nick Veland reports time is of the essence for these needed repairs. Running under Schaefer Street between Bayard and West State is a storm tunnel at risk of collapsing. Athens Service Safety Director Andy Stone said the time is ticking to get the tunnel replaced. It's, it's urgent enough that we need to act this year. And if you backward plan from when the asphalt plants uh, shut off because of winter, uh, I would need to get it done and paved back prior to November 15th. You know, it will be fine as long as we're not having major rain events. But if I have a major rain event, you know, I think the potential is there for a, for a collapse between now and then. Athens City Council rushed the project through approval to start accepting bids for the $600,000 tunnel replacement. The construction to the tunnel may be costly to the taxpayers, but according to Stone, is a solution that will last for many years to come. This ultimately will, you know, ideally this will make it last another 70 years. I mean, if you look at, uh, or, or actually, actually, I think 90 years probably, if you're looking at the age of that existing tunnel. But it drains a significant portion of the west side. Um, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's a pretty important part of city infrastructure. Once the work starts, construction crews will attempt to keep traffic flowing with at most one lane of traffic being closed. For the outlet, I'm Nick Beeland. The two-week bidding process has begun, and Stone hopes the project to be completed by early October. Athens City Pool had to significantly cut its hours because of a lifeguard shortage. Lexi Lepoff explains what happened to lead this result. A few months ago, Athens officials made it clear they wanted the city pool fully open this summer. But halfway through the season, they were forced to cut hours significantly and offer refunds to season pass holders. The cutbacks are the result of several lifeguards quitting, frustrated by working long hours without breaks due to staff shortages. This raised concerns about their alertness to protect pool patrons. Terry Moore, the director of Athens Arts, Parks and Recreation Department, also quit, citing similar concerns over inadequate staffing. 
In particular, the person who oversees day-to-day -day pool operations left shortly after the pool opened and has not yet been replaced. City officials made it clear that they wanted the pool fully open this summer. This meant that more in the Parks and Rec staff had to take on responsibilities in addition to their regular jobs to keep the pool running. The pool opened with 25 lifeguards and three head lifeguards instead of the usual 30-plus. The result was lifeguards working well over 40 hours a week. Frustrated lifeguards met with Moore asking for pool hours to be adjusted, but she first wanted to try closing sections of the pool before reducing hours. Meanwhile, Human Resources Director Ron Lucas was working to fill the pool manager position, but was running into problems. When we have applicants and we schedule interviews with them, if they decline the interview, now we have to go on to a whole new set of applicants, so that takes time. Moore said she reached a breaking point when it was clear the position wasn't going to be filled. I think there are oftentimes I've brought things forward, whether it's this situation or other situations, that I've simply not been heard. Moore submitted her resignation on July 15th. The next day, lifeguards sent her a memo with a proposal for cutting hours at the pool, along with anonymous statements from lifeguards about being tired, not taking breaks, and skipping meals. Moore felt there were no immediate safety concerns, but she did reach out to city officials to get approval for a reduction in pool hours. The new hours were approved, but by then it was too late. Before she could publish the new schedule online, multiple lifeguards had quit. So instead of cutting a few hours from the schedule, she now had to close the pool for a week, significantly cut back hours, and offer refunds to season pass holders. Athens Mayor Steve Patterson said he was shocked when he saw the pool was closing for a week. Nobody briefed me that that was going to happen. I had no idea. I'm, I found out reading the press release, and I'm going, this isn't what uh, was agreed upon uh, at all. Patterson reached out to Moore, who explained that she had no choice. He said he has since been in contact with lifeguards who quit. My role right now is to regain trust because I think that there was, unfortunately, a lot of, I think, a lack of trust that they had. Patterson plans to overhire lifeguards in the future and receive weekly reports from the pool. Moore says she also has regrets. Let the lifeguards know that I hold that empathy and apologize to those that felt that I did not hear them. In Athens, for the outlet, I'm Lexi Lepoff. The pool currently only has open swim hours Friday through Sunday, 12 to 7. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The outlet is produced each week by me, Taylor Burnett. We're edited by Aaron Payne and David Forster. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to the outlet on SoundCloud or Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at wub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore wub and Instagram at wub underscore outlet. We'll be back next week with more stories from the southeastern Ohio region.